0: As I shared last week, the Gospel of St. Mark, according to St. Mark, is the shortest of all the Gospels, and he uh, just kind of runs into things and rushes in. Uh, Today, this Gospel, that passage that we have, is the beginning. Uh, This is exactly, you know, verse for verse, uh, uh, verses 1 through 8. There's no introduction of who John the Baptist is. It's just, he's there preaching. There's no introduction. there's no narrative on, on the birth of Jesus or the Annunciations or anything like that. There's no genealogy. There's nothing. It just rips into John the Baptist proclaiming, prepare the way of the Lord. And we have that from Isaiah and, and we, in today's first reading, uh, that that Isaiah telling to, to make low the mountains, and to make high the valleys, and to uh, make a wide plain, and... and uh, Historically, that happened. A number of years ago, I had somebody come to me after they were uh, at a secular class, and they they had shared about uh, their professor in history, said, do you know why Jesus Christ came when he did? And first, that took them aback in a secular school. But he came because the Romans had developed a road system that they uh, not only a road system that that made travel so much easier, but even aqueducts. You, you can go to the Holy Land today, and especially uh, around Caesarea uh, Maritima, Caesarea on the Sea, which is north of um, Haifa. And uh, if I remember right, you can see an aqueduct. They had they have brought water in across great distances, brought water in, made roads level the. Uh, level the roads made them so much safer. So, when the message of Jesus Christ was ready to be spread, it went out to all the nations because Rome had made it so, so possible. This literally happened. But uh, I think Isaiah is talking about something a little bit deeper, too. He's talking about the, the, the roads to allow the Lord to come into our lives. Not just into our t- towns or homes, but into our very lives, into our very soul. And uh, we might ask John the Baptist, preaching this preparation, we might ask, well, what, what are those things uh, that we need? And uh, keep coming down to this, the mountain of pride that we so often build up, uh, these, these mountains that, that we don't allow others in, and we, we, you know with pride we can't see out. All we see is that mountain, and our Lord is inviting us this day to lower that mountain. Or, in the valleys of depression or despair, I, again, statistically, I, you know how I feel about statistics, but I'm hearing more and more that, that statistically more people are suffering with depression now than ever before in world history, that they, at least as far as they can trace How sad that is that we live in a a culture that is so affluent, and yet great levels of depression and sadness. As some of us are dealing with grief or sickness. How those are valleys that need to be raised, not that we can uh, necessarily physically heal ourselves, I'm not saying that. But when we focus on those low points, we can't focus on God. We can't focus where our Lord wants us to be. And it's not uh, polyanic or anything like that. I'm not saying we would just ignore it and it will all go away. But rather to turn our attention to the Lord. To raise our minds to the Lord. These are the valleys that need to be filled in. And to, to make broad the plains to share with each other. To share with all the good, the good news of Jesus Christ. Because, yes, while we're in this Advent season, it's not just uh, about celebrating the birth of our Lord, as I said last week. It's also about preparing for his return. And he's going to come again. And as St. Peter tells us in today's second reading, that day is going to catch us. It's going to be, when I don't know about you, but there's something almost terrifying to think about when the elements melt. Think about carbon, when it melts or iron when it melts, or gold when it melts. It's going to be hot. Maybe that's good on a cold day like this to think about, but uh, it's hotter than anything we could imagine. And scientists have told us, and and it was about five years ago, so it's five years closer now than it was, but the sun is going to explode, and it's going to consume everything in the solar system, including the Earth. Of course, it's going to happen in about a billion years, So, I don't think we have to worry too, too much about this, because by that time I hope to be uh, off this mortal coil, let's just leave it at that. But, the idea idea of the Lord's return, catching us unawares, terrifies us, that might be a hint that we need to do some work. If the idea that, should I die right now, today, am I prepared to stand before God and if we're aware of any sin or any, any mountain in our life that, that has we're not addressing or any valley in our life that, that is, is certainly sinful, the invitation of the Lord is here to prepare our hearts and minds for his coming. Because, honestly, most of us will make it through the day. I, God willing. We can, you never know, and I'm not trying to be facetious. But most of us will, and because most of us will make it through the day, sometimes we grow a little slack. We grow a little weary. We grow a little, well, I can always quote later. I can fix that later. uh, There's that old joke I like. Honey, you've told me to fix it. It's on the honey-do list. You don't have to remind me every 30 days. We need to prepare to live our lives in such a way. If you remember, last week I invited us to spend the week with St. Joseph, uh, not only because we had the icon, but because he is the one who helps us to watch. This day, this week, I invite us to ask the intercession of the Blessed Mother. And that that might, might seem... Incredibly odd. After all, she was prepared more than anyone else. As we just celebrated on Friday, she was immaculately conceived from the first moment of her life. She was sinless. She received all the grace that God was going to give on, uh, through Jesus Christ, through his death and resurrection. She enjoyed all of it, the fullness of grace. And yet, yes, I believe she points us to how we are to be prepared. Because St. Peter tells us today, that we how how we are to live conducting ourselves with holiness and devotion waiting for that day that we not that we await the new heavens and the new earth to be eager to be found without spot or blemish before him <coughs> like it just this we just celebrated with the immaculate conception Mary, in her Immaculate Conception, becomes a model for the Church and the Church's Immaculate Conception, born conceived in the heart of Jesus Christ on the cross. That we are to be following the model of the Blessed Mother. But even more so, to lift, lift the valleys and lower the mountains means to live a life of humility. And humility isn't about thinking less of ourselves. I have to admit I like self-deprecating humor because sometimes that I need to remind myself that, uh, of various things. But that's not humility. Humility is always grounded in the truth. And the reality of who we are and who uh, who we belong to is seen in the light of God. Humility is, therefore, the truth. And living in that truth. And when we look at the Blessed Mother, we see true humility, even in her great Magnificat, the, the song of, uh, of praise that she sings as she encounters Elizabeth in the visitation. If we read it, and I encourage you to do so, uh, Luke 1, my soul proclaims the greatness of the Lord. My spirit rejoices at God, my Savior, for he has looked with favor on his lowly one. From this day, all generation will call me blessed. And on the surface, that might even seem a little boastful, doesn't it? All nations will call me blessed. But if it's true, that's humility. But her blessedness isn't based on her. It's based on what God has done. See, he has raised up the lowly from, from the dung heap and lowered the kings. He's cast down the mighty from their thrones. He has filled the hungry with good things and the rich he has sent away empty. God has done all of this, of lowering the mountains, of raising the valleys, of preparing our hearts, of giving us humility and helping us to live in the truth. If the Blessed Mother is not the perfect example of humility and the perfect example of being prepared, I failed you because I don't know who it is. Let us live this week with the Blessed Mother, asking her intercession, asking her presence in our life, that we may be truly humble, rooted in the truth, that we can lower the mountains and raise the valleys of our lives, not just remembering how Rome had done it so long ago and how the departments of transportation are trying to do it yet, of making, the, making the best roads that will last and last, but rather the spiritual roads that need to be made in our lives to allow the Lord a wide path, Come in that he may dwell in our hearts and our lives, and that we may live every day ready, prepared. Should he come this day for me individually, I'm prepared. Should he come this day for all of us, let us be prepared. And the Blessed Mother can help us with that because she was prepared from that first moment of her conception to her assumption. now where she sits enthroned as Queen Mother, interceding for us, helping us, guiding us.